When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Happy Class. This is a special bonus series of the Live Free Creative podcast, where I, Miranda Anderson, give you a little bit of an inside scoop into my Master of Applied Positive Psychology program at UPenn. I am going to spend the 2022-2023 school year diving deep into the science of well-being, answering the question, what makes life worth living? And I'm excited to share little bits and pieces along the way with you. So whether you're interested in what's it like being in graduate school as an almost 40-year-old, or if you, like me, are interested in living a little bit better life, I hope that you'll enjoy these quick, thoughtful insights as to the things that I'm learning and what I think about them. Hop into my backpack. Let's head on in to happy class. Hey, welcome back to happy class. You're listening to week 29 of this graduate school adventure. My final week of classes is over. So now the rest of happy class is not me attending class. I don't have any more classes, which is kind of wild in and of itself. There are a few optional calls and discussion groups and things available in the upcoming weeks before graduation. And then I'll have many calls with my advisor over the summer as I'm preparing my capstone for its deadline in July. What's happening just these next two weeks is finals, final papers. Each of my classes is handling finals a little bit differently. In one of my classes, our final assignment is just the same. It's like an echo of the same assignments that we've done throughout the semester. So each of the five sections, we've had a paper where we design an experiment and explain in detail who the population is, what is the intervention that we're introducing, how we would measure it, and then what would we do if, if the outcome is successful, what that looks like, and how we move forward, and if the outcome is not successful, what that looks like. It's been an exercise in designing research experiments and thinking critically through how you know whether or not an intervention is achieving the outcome that you hypothesize it will. So that class, the assignment is just the same that it's been. In another of my classes, my positive psychology in the individual class, which has basically been a, a coaching class, how to use positive psychology in a one-on-one -on -one setting, many Masters of Applied Positive Psychology students, graduates, go on to use that as their platform to be a positive psychology practitioner and coach. So I've already do coaching. Uh, I've called it creative mentorships for the last three years. I really love it. I feel like I'm really good at it. I have I have great rapport and relationships with the with my coaching clients and my mentorship clients, and I see the way positive psychology is already infusing those relationships. And so I'm looking forward to see how I you know whether I sort of do something a little bit different or what that looks like moving forward. But this class, we have been designing presentations throughout the semester. And instead of a presentation, this final is a paper. 
I haven't looked in detail at the assignment directions yet, so I'm not really sure exactly what I'm getting into, but I, I think it's going to be fine. My, my first assignment that's due actually tomorrow that I haven't started yet, it's fine, is a 10-page paper that's a culmination of all of the other things that I've learned and written about in my positive psychology and the humanities. I guess it's called Humanities and Human Flourishing. And the assignments throughout the semester have been integration papers where we're, we're taking one section of the humanities, whether that's literature or art or ethics, and writing a paper about the way that that has an influence on individual flourishing or institutional flourishing and what that looks like. This paper is going to combine all of those things together. And in the same, the, the class taught by the same professor last semester, we had a similar format of doing a paper per section and then the final was kind of designed where we could copy and paste from our own work. So I can take the four other papers that I've written and use them as the building blocks for this final paper. The key element there is finding the bridges. Like what is it about the way that I talked about poetry and well-being and the way that I talked about music and well-being that links those two things together? What's the common thread in how the humanities moves us and and builds our well-being? Is it positive emotion? Is it connection? Is it belonging? Is it understanding? What is it that's kind of the common thread that I see that I can, that I've sort of identified throughout the semester that I can use as a bridge? This is where the graduate school experience becomes really, really fun. I was thinking about this this morning as I was riding my electric scooter to the podcast studio where I'm now recording. I was thinking about how I did a lot of learning on my own from the time I graduated from college in 2008 until I applied for graduate school in 2022. I read hundreds of books. I wrote hundreds of articles. And I have been enthusiastically engaged in personal self-development and in learning and progress and research on my own for the last 15 years. What separates that independent study from this very integrated graduate school experience, aside from the very expensive tuition, (laughs) is that everything that I'm doing in this program is structured and then is reviewed and that I'm given feedback. I'm not learning and just coming up with ideas and thinking about them and sharing them on my own. I'm learning, coming up with ideas, writing them down in a meaningful way, and then turning them in for someone else to reflect back to me what they think about what I said, what they think about what I saw or what I wrote, and how it, how I'm hitting the mark or how I may be missing the mark. And it, it's become a conversation with people who have more knowledge and understanding than I do. And maybe this is going to sound a little bit arrogant, but I feel like for most of the last 10 years, I've positioned myself as someone who is doing the learning and then sharing with people who don't yet know the things that I'm learning. Like I'm teaching on my podcast things that you might not have heard of. I'm doing the research and reading the books and sharing bits and pieces from like two steps ahead, very relatable and still very much in the middle of it and having thought through it and I'm sharing it to someone who is learning from me and this has been the exact opposite that I'm learning 
and sharing it with someone who knows a lot more than me and is teaching me and reflecting back to me. And it's not just all within my own head. It's not all within my own my own world and my own mind. It's creating something and sharing it and having it reviewed by other people and then opening a conversation within this academic environment, which has been really meaningful. Even in my service learning partnership, this my final project I talked about a little bit last week, this program that my group and I have designed for the Center for Correctional Solutions, which is a research lab, an arm of Arizona State University that does work within the prison system in Arizona. So their mission is to enhance the lives of those living and working in corrections in Arizona. The program that we designed for them maybe could have been assigned as with the the guideline of create a five-week workshop for, you know, the population that you're working with. Instead, it was talk to your service learning partner about what they need and then go from there. Every step of the project and every step of our assignments have been based on conversation, on real understanding, on communication, and then on research. Like we talk, we listen, we hear, and and try to understand And then we dive into the research and we're looking at, you know, dozens of academic articles. We're searching for answers to the questions that have been posed in our meetings and finding out what does the evidence say? What do the experts say? And then how do we bring those things back and tease them out into meaningful action? How do we tease them out into a a workshop uh, that makes sense for the environment that we can really directly design for? the workplace that we are are working with that is, you know, really fast-paced and high-stressed. We can't do a, you know, two-hour workshop with the correctional officers. They need bite-sized bits that can be done in between their really high-stress shifts. How do we infuse a culture of change in an environment where change has been fairly readily resisted for a long time? The design of the assignment itself was so it enabled so much critical thinking, so much problem solving, so much good communication, and so much effortful research and a real dive into what we know because of what other people have studied. It was like a master class in organizational workshops in organizational development in problem solving and critical thinking. And I just can't imagine an environment outside of this program or, or a graduate school program similar where I'm not just reading about it and thinking about it, but I'm doing it in a really applied, really dynamic and real world way. On one hand, it feels a little bit difficult to muster up the energy and enthusiasm to keep working even though we finished class and we have graduation just over the horizon. And so the hours that I'm spending over the next two weeks writing these final papers feels like the you know it's kind of the end of the road where you want to peter out a little bit but what I need is like an infusion of energy so I I'm thinking the best way for me to approach this is with grand gestures of excitement where I take myself on a finals date maybe to the botanical garden somewhere that's beautiful and lovely that I can sit down for lunch and spend a couple hours in a cafe in a in a gorgeous environment surrounding myself with things that I love 
and sort of padding myself up to focus and to have what I need available to me, both in aesthetics and in emotional energy and in like food and beverage so that I can really dig in and have it become like a full experience. This is something that I have learned and designed in my own retreats where I, you know, I create an environment that someone can come and focus and work because all of their needs are taken care of. I've been thinking about how do I do that for myself, both during my finals week, these next couple weeks, as well as when I move into capstone. How am I going to spend six weeks writing, a, a you know, between 30 and 80 page research paper? What is that going to look like in terms of managing my time, managing my energy? The kids are out of school starting the first week of June, and my assignment isn't due until mid-July. So what, do, what does that look like in terms of childcare? Up until now, I've been in class when my kids are in school. I mean, actually not because I've been in class on the weekends, but for the most part during the week, you know, we've had a little bit of a rhythm. And so it will be very interesting to see what it looks like to be still working on my final project during the summer where I have a lot less regular autonomy simply by being a mom. Even as I'm talking through this, what makes the most sense to me is probably to take myself on a capstone retreat and do some foundation laying and some digging and some research up front, but then take myself away for a few days to really dive in deep and spend hours a day focused and and sort of uni task for a few days in a row so that I can get the meat of my project done in like one fell swoop. Is that what the saying is? One fell swoop? I'm back from Google. The term was used and probably invented by Shakespeare in Macbeth, where the playwright likens the murder of Macduff's wife and children to a hawk swooping down on defenseless prey. Although fell here means cruel or ruthless, the meaning has been lost in the current idiom where it now signifies sudden. So (laughs) there's a little bit for you today, reference Macbeth. One fell swoop, one grand gesture. The idea here is that I set myself up for success with preparation and advanced planning and research and references, and I've got all of that ready to go. And then I take myself away to really dive deep and get it done in a meaningful way. And then then I'm done. And then I'm done. And then I'm done and I figure out what I'm doing for the rest of my life. That sounds exciting, doesn't it? Right at this very moment, I'm both incredibly grateful and entirely exhausted. I'm very much looking forward to creating some space and beautiful moments to complete my finals. And the huge and delightful, wonderful celebration of graduation signifying the end of this season of going to class and being in the academic environment on a regular basis and then that will serve as my bridge into the final push those last six weeks of self-managed thesis and capstone writing and research and then I plan to take a break a nice long break before the kids go back to school and before I figure out what my future really does look like what how this will change me. I I feel changed and I'm very curious to see how that will manifest in my everyday life. Friends, that's what I've got for happy class this week. I'll talk to you next time. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. 
Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.